Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We're here to continue our series of that one play. Got a good one for you today. Aren't they all good ones, though? This one, the Lamar spin move versus the Bengals in 2019. Definitely an iconic moment in Lamar's career. Uh, uh, wonderfully captured on the broadcast, I thought. Here to discuss it with me is Brandon Croxton. Brandon, sorry, Brandon Croxton, yes. How are you doing? Yes. Hi, great. I'm doing well, Ken. Good to talk to you. Great to have you back, Brandon. Uh, great first episode from Brandon. Make sure you go uh, go look for it among those that uh, that have already aired. Uh, happy to have you back anyway. So the Ravens, uh, 2019 was going pretty well for them. They were 6-2. and two. They just had that big win against the Pats, but kind of set us up for what was going on in the Ravens season and in the game in particular coming up to this point. Right. Yeah. Like you said, um, the Ravens had just come off a 37 to 20 win against the Patriots on Sunday night. Um, and they were riding a pretty impressive four game winning streak. Um, they started off the season two and two and they made a couple of moves um, for Josh Bynes and um, LJ Ford. And then they made the big trade for Marcus Peters and they really got rolling after that. Um, and they were riding a four-game winning streak coming into this game. And, you know, I would say this was a game that you would consider a trap game, considering uh, Cincinnati was coming into the game 0-8, and, and we were coming off this big win. So, yeah. yeah. So pretty definitely juxtaposition there with the 8-0 Patriots, who were thought to be one of the greatest teams of all time. The Ravens disabused them of that notion. They did the previous weeks, one of the greatest yes, defenses yes, anyway. Did. And then the 0-8 uh, Bengals, uh, definitely a, a, a possibility of being a trap game, but the Ravens were about to enter an incredible run of offensive football, really, I guess, beginning in, in part with the New England game, but but uh, definitely with this game. Yeah, um, they were, uh, like I said, yeah, they put up 30, 30 point, 37 uh, points on Cincinnati, I mean, on New England and um, the Cincinnati game was just an absolute obliteration. Um, Lamar had a literally perfect um, passer rating uh, for the game. He threw three touchdowns and ran for one other. Um, so we almost had the, the Jackson five, but not quite there. Um, well, because they pulled him out in the fourth quarter. So mm -hmm. Um, he, he wasn't able to get that fifth fifth touchdown, but um, yeah, this was a game that it, it it was almost a you know one of those tune tune up games because they the Ravens were just rolling from the very start. Yeah, the, the if you look at the drive possession chart, so this is while Jackson was in the game, they had touchdown, 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 end of half, touchdown, touchdown. 
doesn't get any better than that. In the end of half, a four-play drive that they they essentially kneeled out the last 26 seconds of the clock there. But they weren't cheap drives, like fueled by turnovers or something. 75 yards, 75 yards, 80 yards, 64 yards, 33 yards for touchdown. So they piled up the yards. And uh, and which one was it that was the Jackson touchdown? I guess it was the first one of the third quarter, right? It was, yes, it was the uh, their opening drive of the of the third quarter. And um, they had just uh, turned uh, – the defense had just uh, forced a turnover. Uh, Chuck Clark made a heck of a tackle and strip of the receiver. And uh, Earl Thomas recovered um, for for the turnover. And uh, they took, took over. Um, the first play was Marcus uh, – not Marcus. Uh, Mark Ingram uh, ran for a – eight-yard run when they were just grinding grinding Cincinnati to a halt here. And then the the play can, comes up on second and two from about the 49-yard line. And um, they lined up in 11 personnel, and uh, Nick Boyle goes in motion and uh, throws an excellent kickout block on the linebacker. Mm-hmm. And it's its own read uh, play where Lamar kept the ball. And um, he started with a he he broke free of um, their uh, defensive end. I, I think it was Dunlap, and um, and he got into the open field. And Jesse Bates came up to tackle him, and Lamar just did a simple juke of him and left uh, left Jesse Bates hugging air. And um, that's when um, their linebacker Nick Vigil and their uh, there's other safety um, Williams were coming coming around coming along and I think they were worried about Lamar just outrunning them to the corner of the end zone and they over pursued the the uh, their, their I guess their, their uh, they over pursued Lamar and Lamar put the spin move of the year on the on yeah on that play. Mother of all spin moves. It's so much about that that I really love. First of all, Bates, very bad angle in a lot of lot of ways. Vigil gets a lot of the blame, and he has to live with this highlight for the rest of his life, which is kind of unfair to him because he actually tackled Lamar Jackson more than any other player in 2019. He tackled him four times. Okay, wow. <laughs> and Vigil has to live with this highlight being for the rest of his life, but he can at least tell that little little story about he's the he was the biggest tackler of Lamar that year. And it was really Bates who, who in my mind, just took a terrible angle to the play and really didn't uh, didn't maintain the kind of contain he had in a game that the Bengals had, frankly, already lost at that point. But uh, it, it, the announcer's reaction to it is, I think, such an iconic artifact of this play that it really is what's cool about it. What, what did you take from that? Oh, I, I totally agree. Um, it was Kevin Harlan who made the call, and um... – when when he yelled, "Oh, he broke his ankles!" It's the exact you know reaction I had. I you know I'm I jumped up and down. I said, "He put him in the spin cycle. He put him in the spin <laughs> cycle." And you know my my son, he was he was jumping up and down. He was yelling, and um, it this is you know I think this was the iconic play of you know Lamar's just absolute spectacular season. And um, yeah, I, I think Kevin Harley definitely. Captured you know, it. amplify it. Yeah, amplified it in the perfect way. Harlan has a remarkable background in the history of the game, too. So you really respect that coming from him. 
and, and as they talk about this over the years, as you know, this highlight is replayed for 25 years from now. For instance, that's one of the things they may actually pick on is saying, you know, you have Kevin Harlan talking about this. This isn't just, you know, some guy who's announcing in his third season in the NFL. This is a guy who's been around the NFL forever and has it, you know, the James Brown always refers to him as the repository of all football knowledge or something, because, mm-hmm. you know, he really knows just the, the game extraordinarily well. Uh, I expect him to be on these, these top 10 lists all the time in terms of a, of a guy you would ask about, uh, you know, who were the best players you ever saw kind of thing. Uh, the, the other thing that I thought was really spectacular about it from Lamar's perspective was the fact that it was a spin move. And as great as Lamar has been, the spin move has not been a huge part of his repertoire. Most of his things are just getting the other guy to overcommit, reading his leverage, making a miss, uh, breaking his ankles, but not necessarily spinning out of a tackle. And this was just special in addition for that reason. Yeah. So- Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So um, after the game, I think uh, Lamar talked about how um, Mark Ingram urged them to try the spin move because um, they had seen it in practice and um, they all just... Uh, they said, you need, you need to do it in a game. You need to do it in a game. And this was kind of the, the trial uh, <laughs> trial by fire of, of the spin move. Because you're right, we hadn't seen it. I at least I haven't really seen a spin move from him all year. And I don't think we've really seen that many since. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, this was, you know, I don't, I don't think you're going to really top this spin move at all, though. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they maybe don't want him to do that that much. There's two two concerns, and one is injury, and the other is turnover on on spin moves. That I think you're probably at a little bit higher risk. So I'm I'm glad that uh, maybe we haven't. I'm also glad we got to see this one because this was just a it was a really special memory. It's I think a lot of Ravens fans. This is an imprinted memory of of the Ravens they'll always have. Yeah, I you know like I think. You know, in football, you have these incredible athletes, and sometimes, you know, even these incredible athletes just make an, a, that much more of a special play. And this was one of those. I call this play is you got to call somebody. So <laughs> right after the play, right after the play, I called my dad, and my dad was, you know, he he was acting all normal, and I said, he's like, "What are you calling? What are you calling about?" And I said, "Oh, if you don't know why I'm calling, uh, you, you haven't seen it yet." And then I got to listen to him watch it live and, you know, the move and he was dazzled by it too. So, yeah. That's cool. That's really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, uh, that's a good way to put it too. There's one thing else I wanted to ask you about the 2019 Ravens. So I've talked to, to a lot of people online about this or uh, on the show about this. And, and the, the question is this, that you're a defensive player growing up. You, you went on, you played defensive yeah. line at Howard with, with Marcus Douglas. Yes. As you've told mm-hmm. me before. And you know, one of the things that comes to mind is just how this 2019 defense was rebuilt on the fly. I've never seen anything like it, although the 2022 Ravens are pretty damn good, too, in the acquisition of Roquan Smith spilling over to a number of other positions. But that 2019 team had huge holes at inside linebacker, and they filled them both 
um, like that. And also played 42% dime. So you have the weak side linebacker replaced by a dime back on a lot of plays. They 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 brought in two new nose tackles on the season, Jelly Ellis and uh, and um, mm-hmm. uh, Pecco, right? Mm-hmm. And then they brought in Marcus Peters. Ever seen a defense rebuilt on the fly and play at so much of a higher level after those first four games? It, it's really in, incredible, and you know, considering none of these players were superstar players, I mean, you you could argue like this past year with Rokron, like Rokron you know, was really kind of a superstar player, but um, Bynes and um, LJ Ford were, are, I, I wouldn't even necessarily call them good starters. I mean, maybe they right. you would say they're average starters or maybe even slightly below average. Um, same with um, Pecco. And I mean, obviously Peters, you know, was an all pro that year and probably right, rightfully so, but yeah. And, and, and it was, you know, I think, they brought, um, I'd say, veteran leadership and really kind of more heads up. Um, you know, they, they were great from the from the neck up as far as understanding the defense, knowing where to line up, knowing where everybody else needed to line up, as opposed to, you know, what they brought, you know, physically to the to the defense. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, uh, I I agree with that. They they the the awareness of what was going on in the passing game between level two and three went from literally nothing with the combination of young and Owasso uh, in the middle there to, to a very high level. Bynes was much better than I expected. And he was a, a revelation, but Fort even better than him. And he ended up being a guy who was in on a lot of third downs. So I, I really appreciate that team. And, and the other thing about this, and this is true of Roquan, and this is also true of Marcus Peters, who are both stars, at least for part of their careers before they came here. But, Peters had really struggled when he came to the Ravens uh, in terms of his coverage. And I have the information here. I want to make sure I have it right. But he'd allowed, I want to say, the highest uh, yes, the passer rating against him when he was with the Rams, 97.4. The passer rating against him when he was with the Ravens. Come on now. Let me see if I have this. This This is from PFF directly. So was 69.0. So night and day difference. And in, in, in all these cases, Roquan had not played as well with the, with the Bears as he did with the Ravens. It wasn't just that Roquan was great when he came here. Roquan was, was improved also when he came here. And right. I, to, to see both of these players just gives you, I think, a lot more confidence in the Ravens' front office, probably their coaching as well, in terms of understanding how these players would fit in to this defense and how they could t- go out and get marginal talent and, and really get it done. Yeah. I mean, I got to tell you, when when we traded for Marcus Peters, I was not excited about it. Um, I, he he was spectacular in his first couple of years and he had really fallen off a lot. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that it was only that passer rating was only 97 because I watched a few games and it it looked a lot worse. And it, and he he came over here and, you know, and plus he's always had, you know, he, he kind of had a reputation as being a little bit of a hothead as well so we saw some of that about yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and and but he fit in perfectly like he brought that swagger he brought everything exactly the way you want to I think what was special about it to me was 
incredible gambler, obviously, he's always been. He's always known. And I think cover three was really the system for it, even though he complained about it when he's in L.A. Got to move back to his natural side. He was playing a lot of right corner back there, back to left corner with the with the Ravens. And in this very game, he made one of his great gambling plays for a pick six early, I believe. Maybe yes. I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the game. Yeah, this No, is this the was the game. Yeah, it was the first half. He, yeah, he intercepted. Yeah, pick six. And yeah. and the the thing about that is he doesn't have to be right too high a percentage of the time to make that gamble. I I calculated it's about twenty percent that he needs to be right to, to if he's if the if the payoff is taking it the distance, you know he really doesn't need to be right very often on that play. And I thought he fit extraordinarily well with what the Ra- Ravens did from a pass rush perspective, and he understood how he could gamble more when he, they were going to get there early. And in particular, that play, uh, I think that was exactly what was happening. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was a great play and, you know, they, they would have won it either way, but yeah, it was still a great play to watch. And yeah, he, he, he is, he is a great gambler, you know, (laughs) Brandon, I absolutely love talking football with you. Where can people talk football with you online? Well, I'm not really online talking football much, but um, I am a season ticket holder. So come to one section 106 and I'd love to talk to anybody. All right. Outstanding. Brandon, uh, other folks who, who want to be on the show and do a, a, that one play as well, just hit me up with a DM on Twitter. They're always open. I'll get back to you very quickly. We'll turn this around. Brandon came with a show idea just a few days ago, and we're, we're already recording. And uh, it'll be a lot longer before this actually airs than it will be from the time it, time it took to get it recorded. But really appreciate you uh, coming on again, Brandon. All right, great. Yes, thanks. It's been a lot of fun. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.